I jumped off the porch after taking notes. Started making dough and started playing bro. I was making. I'm gonna ask questions, try to figure out how you got to where you at, so we can better ourselves. And yeah, anybody, I feel you. And anybody who 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 younger, like who who want to start out doing this shit, they can take this game and run with it too. But I know he gonna want to ask questions about what made you start believing in yourself and well, like what made yeah. you like what made you get on that path. So I feel you. I think one big thing. I've always been like this, bro. Mm -hmm. Even so, like here, here's a here's a story you might relate to this. Before we started playing basketball together. Mm -hmm. I was the best one. I would carry the team. They give me. I was like, give me the ball. Get the fuck out the way. I'm going <laughs> to put this bitch up, right? And then Corey came along, and I remember the first time we played, it was a little weird because I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm not getting the rock as much. Because <laughs> like, Corey, Corey is nice. You know, Corey is like nice. He got, he got everything. He can lay it up. He can dunk it. He got a jumper. Uh, he got range. So like, I remember the first time we played was at that gym. I was like, damn, how come I'm not getting the rock like as much right now? What's going on? And then I seen him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's nice. He's nice. So I, I get it. I had to like take a step back. But I've always had that confidence in me. I feel like, I feel like, some people just have that confidence, you know. Yeah. And like that's one thing. I hate to say I got lucky, right? Like people be like, "Oh, you got lucky." Like I didn't get lucky. I put a lot of fucking work in, but I did get lucky that I was blessed with confidence. And I feel like some people are just they come blessed with confidence. Um, and I think it comes from like getting small wins, though. You know, mm -hmm. like. If you get if you get a win, it builds your confidence a little more. Like yeah. you get you get it's like playing basketball. When you you shoot the ball, you shoot it with confidence because you've done it so many times. Exactly. You put so the many reps in. Yep. Like if you if you were scared to put it up, like last time we played, I was missing a lot. I was still shooting that bitch. Yeah, because you got the reps up. You don't yeah, because I got the reps up. I know if it's gonna hit eventually, right? Exactly. No, I feel the same way. I mean, shit, they ain't there isn't a shot I don't feel comfortable shooting because I didn't practice all these shots a thousand and one times. Even when the coaches used to tell me. We don't want you shooting these type of shots. Okay, right. well, fuck you. When I see this shot, I'm so I got my Kobe tattoo, bro. I got my Kobe <laughs> tattoo. And one thing I respect for you also, yeah. especially like in this entrepreneur space, I feel like a lot of people are like goofy in the yeah. entrepreneur space. They're okay. trying to, they're trying to be someone they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, I love your Instagram things like Detroit Revenue. Mm. It's hard. I love that because you're bringing like where you're from into into the space. I'm from LA, so I, I've never tried to change the way I speak, change my tone of voice. I've never tried to censor myself. I've always just, ta I talk the way I talk growing up, like growing up. So it's like, you know, yeah, one man. thing I realized that about you too, like you kind of do the same thing. And I, I love that because you can be successful being whoever you are. Amen. Amen. Whoever you are. Fuck yeah, bro. I mean, that's why I continue to like, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously. Because cause it's true though, because I feel like a lot of people, as soon as they become entrepreneurs, they try and be professional. They water themselves down. Man, bro, like in like a lot of the people I do business with in my city that I like that I see, like that I respect as OGs is like, bro, like I really don't want to put myself out there in an inauthentic way. Yeah. And then go back home, go back around the city and shit. And they like, man, honestly. Change, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's true though, because like what one big thing, one of my, my first mentors told me this, right? And he was like a little like he wasn't like a good, I don't, I don't want to say he's a, he was a good business mentor, but like he did teach me a lot about like entrepreneurship because he had made some money. He made like a couple million dollars selling a business and he was like a street dude. Like he was like a, his history was, he was from like South Central, mm -hmm. Los Angeles. And then he, he like went to the military, got into the medical field because of that, started a surgery center and sold the surgery center. So it's like the dude from Los Angeles, South Central ends up making a couple million dollars. Like the way he would talk to me was really down to earth. And I think that stuck with me. That's real. Because I remember I, I used to like 
just come to his house to just like mentor or like learn off him, I would always come wearing like a suit, like a dress shirt, a belt, like pants, a tie. And uh, this dude, I remember he was telling me, he's like, listen, no matter what, don't worry about the suit. Fuck the suit. Fuck everything else. You should never feel out of place anywhere. Even if you go to an expensive restaurant, as long as you can afford that motherfucker, you, don't, you should have no issues. Go how you, you want to be dressed. Go as you. So like that stuck with me a lot. Amen. So tell me, tell me a little bit about like like the beginning. Like how'd you <clears throat> how'd you like get on the entrepreneurial path? How old were you when you started and like what pulled you into it? Well, I always felt like I wanted to make money. You know? That's like growing <laughs> up, you always wanted to make money. Yeah. And like I got into like, you know what's fucked up, and it's a funny story. So I used to like sell drugs, right? Mm -hmm. I, like quote unquote. Let's, right. Yeah, let's put it. Yeah. <laughs> This is where it's fucked up. The way we used to do it is we used to get the drugs off of Silk Road, something called Silk Road. Mm -hmm. And the way that would work is like we would be the supplier to the drug dealers and you would buy it using Bitcoin. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So at some point, because like that's all Bitcoin was good for. It was like a thing that existed. And I remember we had like, it was something stupid, bro. It was like, it was like 60 Bitcoin or something. And we would spend that to get drugs off like the Silk Road to then sell to to give to like drug dealers who then would like sell the drugs throughout like a city or like a, a spot you that know? is crazy and i think about this i'm like yo if i wasn't an idiot if we just would have like kept that bitcoin by itself i'd be fucking like set. <laughs> i'd be set already i wouldn't have like but you don't think about that i'm like yo that's so crazy that at some point i had 60 bitcoin that's yeah insane. that's fucking insane because that's how you know that's how i used to work back in the day right like all the drug dealers well it depends on what kind of drugs but like let's say it was zans they would get like packs of sands from like someone selling it on the on the the dark web, mm -hmm. yeah. and like you would pay for it using Bitcoin, and then they would get all these pounds of like sands and then give them to drug dealers to then move how they wanted to move it. Man, I think I seen that shit in a movie. Yeah, uh, the fuck's it called? With uh, it's a Bitcoin movie. It's a black dude. He was a nerdy cat. Okay. Man, I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's like yeah. that's like how how like. I guess to answer your question, like I always wanted to make money, but that's whichever way possible. So, but like that's kind of like your start of entrepreneurial. I mean, I don't. Know. I've always just kind of been like that. So, like one one little hustle we used to do. I was like twelve years old. It's actually really funny. We used to. So I was twelve years old. We were trying to make money because we wanted to buy bikes. Right. You know, we wanted to start a little bike gang. I don't know why it was a cool idea at the time. You're twelve, so you're like, hey, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> we have a bike gang, right? And we went to the mall, and there was like a claw machine, like a giant claw machine, like a person sized one. One of my homies was tiny. So, like, we were like, yo, bro, I'm just gonna lift this. You get inside the claw machine, get all the stuffed animals, and we'll dip. So, we bought a backpack. We put him inside the claw machine. He took all of the stuffed animals. And then we dipped, and then we would knock door to door and just be like, hey, uh, we're, yeah, we're trying to buy a pool for the summer. Can you buy one of these stuffed animals? So, we literally like made like 300, 400 bucks, bro, just selling stuffed animals that we took from the mall. And literally, we made enough to like get all of us bikes. That's dope. You think that's where it like started? I mean, that was like I've always just kind of like had that like yeah, that hustling. How can right. I make money, right? And like, mm -hmm. unfortunately, because of the situation, the like environment I was in, the circumstances, where right? You, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles, like a suburb in Los Angeles. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't have a dad growing up. My dad left when I was little, so I had a single mom. Obviously, she's always at work. Mm -hmm. So like, I remember one of our things was always like just come back when the street lights come on. Yeah, I don't know if like that's yeah, I don't they, know if that's a thing. Yeah, it was like uh, that. It was, it was like that for me back at home too. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, like I didn't I didn't grow 
I hate when people, because everyone tries to act like a thug. I'm not a thug by any means. Yeah, of course. You know, I didn't grow up in a place where, like, people were thugging. Like, obviously, there was some, like, bad, bad I've been in bad situations, but, like, it was just lower income. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to explain it. It was lower income. I had a single mom. She's an immigrant, so she came from the Philippines, and it's in Los Angeles. So you could imagine. So, like, that. that's kind of, like, how I grew up, and I think that shaped my personality. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like I got in, I was making money not necessarily the right way, but it, it planted the seed. Definitely. For man, definitely, definitely. I mean, shit, I feel you. I mean, bro, like in um, in college, man, shit, I saw weed to pay tuition for all six years. I was in college for undergrad, and I didn't. You graduate. were in, you were in college for six years. <laughs> I was in college for six years and didn't graduate. Oh my god, bro, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. This what? What? How? How did you like? Stay in college for that long. Like, what was the... I wanted to play pro basketball. Okay. Simple as that. That's why you're so fucking good, bro. <laughs> I didn't know that. But, okay, so yeah. you were you're playing college... You were playing basketball for the college? Yeah, so um, I end up... I end up... Um, I end up... I end up catching a case my senior year. Right? Okay. And, like, at the time, I... I mean, this is just a quick, quick little basketball story. Bro. Yeah. At the time, my um, <clears throat> my my school they was ranked twenty five in the country, like top twenty five in the country. Mm-hmm. My point guard went to Michigan State. He he went on to play with Draymond Green that year at Michigan State, and then went to the state um, like Sweet Sixteen the following year. We had ten seniors. All of us went to the state championship. Uh, all, all of us went on to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, right after right after uh, right after high school, I ended up sitting down for a few months in the county. Um, and then the day I got out, my college coach ended up calling me. I got out at seven in the morning. He called me at eight in the morning. Coach grew. Um, and he was like, shit, bro, you, I know you on six mile right now. You want to stay in the hood or you want to come try to hoop? Yeah. And so shit, I ended up going down there for a workout and you know, he liked me. And then he ended up getting a hotel room for me to stay out there. So I didn't go have to go back to the city. And he enrolled me in classes, and should I start playing? Like, I mean, at that point moving forward, I took basketball very serious because I looked yeah. at it as like a move. But yeah, man. But shit, like I had, I mean, outside of that first, outside of those first two years, I had tuition due every single year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you had to shit, find out a way. Yeah, I mean, so shit, bro. And it was a couple bands every year. And my parents wasn't paying that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, dog, like, and and I used to think, like, I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's like a business shit, but, right. you know. No, bro, I, I think these stories are important. Because here, here's the truth. Like, this is so big to me, dude, so big to me. Business shit is cool. Mm-hmm. There are a hundred, not even a hundred, a thousand other motherfuckers out there that are saying business shit, yeah. you know? But these stories are important because people, thing is, if you want to learn business shit, they're going to learn business shit. Right. But they're not necessarily going to relate to a dude named Chad that like went to Ivy League and he's like, well, you yeah, should do this. No. And like, this is why I became an entrepreneur. Because like they look at him, they're kind of like, he, he already has, right. he has a step up. He was right, built to right. succeed. He was put in a position to exactly. succeed. Right. And I know for me, the reason I love sharing my story and I share it so much is because like there's people that came from situations like me, maybe worse, maybe better, but like they see it and they're like, okay, if he could do it, I can do it. I can do it. So that's that's why, like, bro, share share the story. Because that's, I think it's dope. When you talk about it, I'm like, okay, that's hard. I was going to go more into that. What you catch a case for? If you're allowed to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Then Just let's, not about, let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but shit, like, at, but I was on felony probation for three fucking years. And, 
my um my felonies kept popping up every time I would get a job. Mm-hmm. They did a background check, so I get fired. So I had to hustle to pay. Yeah. Shit. Right. So while I didn't have to pay for tuition, I still had rent. I still had my car. Right. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. And so I mean shit, bro. I started selling weed like to everybody on campus. And you know, <laughs> I was setting I mean like and, and there was a couple kids who thought they was that I didn't like. Yeah. I set up and, you know, some of their things came up missing and that turned into rent for some of <laughs> my, you know, my teammates, you know? Yeah. But I mean like shit, I guess that was kinda like the start of like making money and like trying to put people in a position to get paid from it. Because right. I mean like really because like really it was like it was really about survival. I mean, dog, like like we were we were like eight of us crammed into this apartment in mm-hmm. Port Huron. You know what I'm saying? And everybody like it was only me and my homie Dennis at the time who was actually playing on the team, but they all had big hearts for their families and mm-hmm. friends and so, you know, they looked out, got people, you know, got got people enrolled in school and Shit was just trying to help him pay bills, and no one could figure it out. So this is the only way I saw. Everybody, right. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, but shit, at any yeah. I mean, so that, and that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily your fault, because I like I'm not gonna lie. I've like I've done. Well, one thing I learned like along the way, and I heard something that like really spoke to me. Right? It's like in the beginning, it was like I'm gonna get this money. It doesn't matter how I do it. Mm-hmm. But then one another one of my mentors, my one of my business partners now, he said like, listen, shady business always breeds shady results. Amen. So, like, I mean, like, and that brings me, I'm glad you said that. Because, like, like what really got me hardcore in this space is, like, I really believe that the way you make your money influences your spirit. 100%. 100%. Because yeah. here's the thing. If you're making money, this is why I see a lot of people, like, scammers and shit. I have friends that are, like, scammers. I, I don't want to call them my friends, but I know guys that are yeah. scammers. And I'm like, I don't know how you sleep at night, bro. Because that's heavy, that's heavy on your shoulders. If you're fucking people over... That's so heavy on your shoulders. So it's like when, you, when you're able to make your money ethically, you know you're helping someone. Because like ultimately, you help someone. If you own an agency, you help somebody out, you make money off of it. Of and course. It feels good. Yeah, it does. I mean, like, and then like specifically in Detroit, like the thing that made me feel the best about it is when you're scaling these small businesses, they have to keep their employees working more hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now there's more money that they're able to pay their employees and that's keeping guys out the streets and you put money in people's families. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So like the bigger you grow someone's business, the more employees they have to uh, hire. And like like really inspired me f- to get on path to this entrepreneurship and really like stray me off of basketball because, man, I was training hard like three times a day. All, all I knew was selling weed and playing basketball. Yeah. Like all the way up until 2016. And I met this guy named Art Cartwright. He ended up turning to be like my number one business mentor, like back in Detroit. I don't know any other person who's made more black millionaires than him, mm-hmm. you know. And he put in my mind, like, you know, like our community would change if between the ages of 18 and 30, you hired ex cons, like a thousand of them that right. are black men, and you're able to pay them anywhere between 15 and 20 an hour. You would decrease the crime rate in Detroit by 70%. Mm-hmm. And the only way that would happen is if there's more entrepreneurs to create jobs for these people. Excellent. And so, like, that vision gave me, like, I'm like, fuck, like, you know, like, that's the best way I can serve. Like, like the like the only reason I wanted to play, I, I went so hard with basketball because I didn't know no other way to make like money, like real money. Yeah, I feel You know like. what I'm saying? Because, like, like, we, it's a different time period now. I mean, we got access to the 
internet. Yeah. We we can go on YouTube and learn from people. Like there's guys like us like us putting out content. When we was in high school when I was in high school, it wasn't guys like us putting out mm-hmm. content. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There was, but it's very little. Yeah. Very well, little, yeah. Very well, I, I wasn't <clears throat> aware of them. And, and what it is too, bro, it's because this is a big problem I think about like a lot. Cause it's near and dear to my heart, like like minorities getting out of like a system. Because yes. ultimately the system is built for minorities to fail. Yeah. That's facts. And I'll, I'll tell sure. you that. Like, I'm not even black, but I'll tell you that because I grew up in like, there's a meme about like the neighborhood I grew up in and I'll show you after. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, because it's like four different neighborhoods in the same area. And it's like one's Asian people. There's one where it's like vatos and like cholos. Mm. There's one's like black people in the neighborhood I grew up in. And then there's like a, another like neighborhood. But it's just near and dear to my heart because I see how the system is built for people to fail. Yeah. You know, it's meant to keep you trapped in there. Yeah, and sure. And... Luckily, I was just around good, good enough people mm-hmm. to like get out. You know, my mom included. She, she was, she was like, she's an immigrant, but like she's my mom's traditional Asian. So she's like money and like she like very like penny pinching, mm-hmm. but like she she taught me stuff like that. Like uh, where I grew up, there's lots of like uh, uh, ca- check the cash places. She's like, don't ever go into one of these places. These uh, check the cash places. Don't ever go into one of these pawn shops. They rip you off. They take your money. So like. It was just so big to me, like that stuff. And I think the biggest part of that is it starts with education, bro. You have to teach, you have to teach like these minority groups how to get out. You have to teach them like, hey, this is why you shouldn't do this. This is why, because ultimately like the system is built for you to fail. Yeah. You're, you're built to go to a fucking, that's what next to every single liquor store is like a, a check the cash place. Man, fuck. Because you get, you get your paycheck, you go to a check the cash place, you spend your money on like liquor or cigarettes. And like it's just a cycle, right? You, yeah. You're putting it back into the system. It's like it's legalized fucking slavery. It sounds crazy, but it's true. No, but it is though, man. It is. I mean, and it's fucked up. I mean, not. I, I mean, I saw that. I saw it firsthand when I was. I mean, shit. When I was literally trapped in the system, bro. Like, dog. Like, they. I want to talk a whole lot about the details of like what happened, but like I will say this, and I've never said this before, and yeah. I like, and like I'm just now getting to a point where I even feel comfortable talking about it. You know. Mm-hmm. But, like, the police lied in my police report, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they said some shit went down that didn't go down. Yeah. And they used that lie to, like, give to the prosecutor for them to push charges on me. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the prosecutor knew that this shit was bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy because, like, I mean, like I said, for three years, bro, like, I couldn't really lead a state. I How old like, were you when this happened? I was 17. Okay. So they like prosecuted as, a, as, an, as adult? an adult. Okay. So like at seventeen, <coughs> at seventeen, I'm in medium maximum security with like murderers and yeah, like like real like 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 dog like I was a place you didn't belong. Like bro, like I was I was in I was in a tank with with a guy who had just killed his wife two nights before. He yeah. he set her on fire. That's fucking crazy, bro. And there's no reason I should have been there. And and the fucked up part, right? Like like, thankfully. Your situation didn't end up like that. Yeah. But as soon as you put someone in there, it breaks their spirit. Yeah. You're a 17 year old kid, right? You get shoved into maximum security with like people that belong there. When yeah. you don't belong there, right? It breaks your spirit, bro. You I mean, could have came out and never been the same again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, so like when she, like, when I got that scholarship, they let me off early, yeah. and it's crazy because she ended up breaking down to me and crying to me in her office, and she apologized. Oh. You know. The, the prosecutor. I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. But like, you know, she like she ended up calling me at her office. 
she signed those papers. She broke down and she cried and she apologized. In Livingston County, I'll never forget this shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, and in my mind, it's, in my mind, it's like, you know, like you crying for what? Like you acting like I'm some, I'm this big change. Like I just turned my life around and I've been this this entire time. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. How did you feel when you got, got arrested? Because I can imagine you're a young kid. Like, I, I, I did didn't. You, were you scared? Were you angry? Did you cry? Like, I what? didn't understand what the fuck. Okay. I didn't. I didn't understand really everything that happened to me until I got older and I started learning other stories. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And like, and, and, and bro, like here, like in America, like bro, like everybody would get, I don't know, bro. I don't want to get too deep into it. I mean, cause like. Conversation that you <laughs> have, bro. Cause I remember, so I, I got, I got arrested one time. I cried. Like I was like 14 years old, bro. It was me and my three boys. Mm-hmm. And what we did is I was like 13, 14. Um, we smashed some dude's windows. Like, it was just the ba- wrong place, wrong time. Mm. Like, we were doing Ding Dong Ditch, and this one guy, you know how the kids do that, it's just fun. One guy was just taking it way too seriously, so, like, I think... One of your guys, or one of the... W- the one of you, we were, we were Ding Dong Ditching. Uh-huh. So it was me and my boys, and then he called my boy the N-word. Mm. So then, like, it was, it was, like, a white guy. And I remember, like, you... I'm not even black, so that's the thing, but, like, once, once they say it to your boys, like, you start, you start jumping, you're like, what? So then, like, we took it way too serious. He had an orange tree in his front yard. We took it out, smashed his windows, and then he called the cops. How old were you? I was, like, 13, 14. Yeah. And then, literally, cops, like, get us. And they handcuff us. They put us on the thing. And keep in mind, I- I've never experienced this in my life. Mm. I'm not a thug by any means. So, like, being on the sidewalk with handcuffed, and, like, they ask you questions, like, what's your name? And I'm like, Renee, what do your friends call you? And I'm like... Like, I didn't know about gang names or nothing like that. So I was like, what do you mean one of my friends called me? I'm like, Renee. And, like, it was it was hard because, like, my boys were there. It was, like, the three of us like this. And I'm sitting there handcuffed on the sidewalk. And I'm, like, tearing up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't belong here, right? But I was trying to act hard because I was like, I'm not a bitch. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. So I'm there, like, tearing up. And, like, all my boys are like, like, I'm like, yo. And that's when I realized, like, I shouldn't be here. I, I don't belong here. I'm not a thug like them. Like, they're. Man, the crazy, crazy part. I don't mean to cut you off, dog. Yeah, just, that, that shit just got me thinking because it's like, bro, like I've been, and like I, I, I don't consider myself like a thug at all. I'm not a tough guy at all, like at all. You you're, know? you're, yeah, you're reserved. I've never seen you like even when we play basketball. I feel like I've gotten angrier than you. Yeah, I mean, you know? basketball might be the only time I get angry. <laughs> but like even then, I don't see you get angry. You know? Yeah. So like, I, I've been a, I've been detained more times than I can count. Like in mm-hmm. Michigan, you know. Interesting. Like I've like I've been put in cuffs, put behind like put in cop cars, like dog, like all my information ran just to be let the fuck go and nothing ever happened. More times mm-hmm. than I can count. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean like I I mean like I've been stopped and detained because I fit the description of of, of, uh, of crimes and shit. Yeah. Like multiple times. You know? I mean shit, like bro, like I don't know, like this I mean, it also really inspires me to like go hard and get this money because I really can't like I, they can still fuck with you, but it's it's shit you can do when you got some bread behind you. Like you can pay for some lawyers and you can stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I I think ultimately, ultimately, like yeah. it's always gonna happen, right? Like it's it's the world we live in. Right. But like the way out is like you gotta you gotta build something to get out. You know? Yeah, for sure. Cause that shit'll never happen to Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> that shit'll never happen to Jay Z. Nah, he yeah, outgrew that. You don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, he right. outgrew that. And yeah, exactly. Hey, so how like what um like what was the first business that you like started and scaled to to six figures? Social media agency. Yeah, one hundred percent social media agency. So like 
I got my start. I was working for Ty Lopez. I was doing marketing for him, um, like in his marketing department. And then like a lot of people were like, why don't you just do it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for someone else, a lot of people have these jobs in marketing. Like, dang, if you could do it, why don't you do it for yourself? And I tell people all the time, if you're if you're someone that belongs in a job, some people need a job. They feel they like the safety. They don't like like when you have a business, you don't know what, where your next paycheck is coming from. Yeah. You know? When you have a job, you're like, oh, sure. it's gonna be here, it's gonna be here on the first and the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my check. And it's cool. You feel safe? Great, good for you. I was not that type of person. I feel you. I was I didn't like that at all. So I was kinda like, all right, let me find a way to like like side hustle this. So what um what skill like what were you doing for Ty Lopez prior to starting your agency? Everything, bro. Building funnels, Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads. So How like did you I make that transition between what we were just talking about to then to that point. Like, so yeah, yeah. So I, around like high school is when I started like kind of getting my act together, right? Like I, I my mom moved me cities. She moved me to a different high school because I was getting into a lot of trouble. So I went to like yeah. a different high school in a different city. Mm. Uh. And this high school was like a little like chiller. Like it wasn't like the kids there were smart. You know, I was the idiot in that high school. So I was there and like because I'm in a better environment, mm-hmm. it like allowed me to to grow into a different person. You know, and then from there, like I was supposed to go to college and do this like engineering thing. I tried that. That shit was too hard. So I went for two weeks, quit. I was like uh washing dishes at a Chinese restaurant for a minute and I seen like a dude with a suit come in. I thought he was rich. I was like, yo, you rich? Like, how do I make money? You know, how do I, like, you know how, like, guys are like, hey, bro, you gotta put me on. How, how do I get out of here? Yeah, so yeah. I'm washing dishes and I talked to this guy and, like, it was a car sales guy. Mm-hmm. So literally, I get into car sales and then from car sales, I kind of work my way up there. I become, like, one of the top guys selling cars. Then eventually, I applied to do sales for Ty Lopez. And eventually, like, I got my foot in the door doing sales for Ty Lopez and then moved into marketing. And then. So what they. Did they show you all the skill sets like Facebook ads, building funnels, all that stuff? Yeah, well, they give me access to all those courses. So it's like once once I got a job there, they're like, hey, here's all the courses. You just self self taught yourself. And then from there, like I'm there already. I'm like, I have all this for free. Why wouldn't I learn how this? Because I see, I see when I when you see it, it's different. That's fucking right? crazy. Because like when when you're when you're coming out of somewhere, you're like, okay, like that's great. I see all this on on the internet, but like it's cap. There's no way that's true. People love like even with me. People see my life now and they're like. That's fake. You're a scammer. That's an Airbnb. You live in an Airbnb. And I'm no, like... he actually lives there. Yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like people will like... They just think it's fake when they see on the internet. I was the same way. I was kind of like, this guy's sketchy. And I go, I'm like, no, this motherfucker's actually rich. So, <laughs> I, bro, I see the Lamborghinis. I'm like, I'm like, this is real. I'm touching it. So I get access to the courses. I'm like, let me figure out how he's doing this. Yeah. And then I start putting myself on game. I learn the marketing stuff. And then... They knew I learned the marketing stuff. They were like, come to marketing. So I went to marketing, was doing it for Ty, got really good experience, and then I was like, I'm going to start my own agency. And that's when I did that. And So what did you... Um, that's that's fucking sick. So what year was that when you started going through all the online courses? 2017. 2017. Well, it's 2022. I've been in, so I've been in the game for a long time. I see a lot of kids coming up now. I'm like, oh, geez. yo, I, I, I've been here for a minute, bro. <laughs> been here for a minute. It's not like... It's not that's, new. That's crazy, man. 2017, man, that was like my rookie year. That's like when I got my first client to pay me $1,000. Okay. Literally. Yeah, yeah, I had no fucking idea how to, <laughs> it, how was to a, do it. it was a lawyer. So I go, I go, it's crazy. I go door to door in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. I get my first client to pay me. Or no, I didn't get him to pay me. I get my first client to allow me to start working for him. Okay. All right. 
I'm like, shit, you know, I, I do everything that they taught in the program. Mm -hmm. You know, contract, give me a thousand dollars, let me execute these services. But this guy wasn't a fucking idiot. He yeah. can tell that, okay, you know a little something, but nigga, you ain't about to make money like that. Yeah. But I, I fuck with you, so I'm gonna let you run my ads for me. Uh -huh. yeah, he ain't paid me afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I wasn't tripping because like I had results, yeah, like that I can pitch other businesses. Facts. So like, I print those results off that I got in Detroit, and I say fuck Detroit, and I go to Adrian, Michigan. Now this is where I, you know, I sold a lot of weed in Adrian, Michigan during this time <laughs> period to keep myself afloat, right? Mm -hmm. But like in the midst of that, I go door to door and I start. And I'll go door to door to every single small business in that small town, mm -hmm. right? With these flyers, yeah. And the the first person, only person actually to pay me a thousand dollars up front was his lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to him. I'm like, you know, I'll make you some more money. Leverage social media, internet marketing, get the flyer. You know, let's set up an appointment. Right. All right. I came back. I closed the motherfucker for a thousand dollars. And I remember getting that check and getting back home, being like, fuck yeah. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> well, bro, it, and, like, that's, and that's and that's when that's when the real work started. That puts self belief in you, though. As yeah. soon as you figure out, like, because this life shit, the way I look at it, is a game, bro. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as soon as you figure out you can play this game, as soon as you figure out you can get a bucket, right? Yeah. Like metaphorically, you got, you got this thousand dollar check. You're like, sure. what's stopping me from doing this ten times, twenty times, a yeah. hundred times? I feel I, I didn't know how to bring anybody results. Okay. But like so like so like with uh all right so how did you how did you start to acquire client well like did you learn how to acquire clients obviously working with Ty well like I, like this is one thing like something cool about my life and this could be just God's plan mm -hmm. it was almost like the perfect storm of shit happening it's like I learned marketing mm -hmm. and it's like the hardest part is acquiring clients but I'm a fucking salesperson like originally right. right you know so I'm a salesperson that knows now that knows how to deliver the services right. So I would literally just set up meetings with everyone. And like, I was just like a slick talker. Literally, I own slicktalker.com. So if you go there, it just be <laughs> my website. But I was just a slick talker. So I was landing all of these clients, right? Uh -huh. And I think I, I, at some point I had like like nine clients paying me like three grand a month. That's dope. So like, how'd you, how, how were you getting, like, how were you finding these people? So a lot of it was through referrals, word of mouth. Mm. But also I was literally just going and if I would see an ad pop up on like social media for like an e-commerce company, a lot of people, a lot of these people running ads, like back in 2017, 2018 at least, Facebook was new. Yeah. Right. So if you see like promoted posts, like back then it was like promoted post. Because I remember I was sponsoring my own ads and people would be like, hey, yo, how are you promoted? Like Instagram's promoting you? Like they didn't realize how yeah, it worked. Because yeah. now it's like you see it's like, oh, it's an ad. Right, right. Back in the day it said promoted post. So like I would see a lot of stuff pop up. I'm like, yo, I'm going to hit them up. Like, hey, I saw you were doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like let's set up, let's set up a meeting. And then, like, every single, so all day I would just scroll on Instagram and I would just make a list of, like, 50 people. I was like, okay, all these people are running ads. Let me hit them up. Because those are the easiest clients to blow up, the ones that already have money right. for ads. Mm -hmm. And they know about it, so they're, they're like, curious. Because they're thinking about it already. They're like, ooh, if I promote this post. So my pitch was kind of like, yo, I saw you are promoting a post. Um, I did, like, an audit. Like, I looked at your website. It looks good. But your website doesn't have a Facebook pixel, but you're promoting a post. Like, you're just wasting money. And How I would, would you know if they didn't have a Facebook Pixel? Uh, there's a face, Facebook Pixel helper. It was like something that, it's like a little add-on to your, your browser. Mm. And literally, it would just tell you if there's a Pixel on there or not. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yes, that's, I have it. It's a plumbing sensor. Yeah. 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 
I mean, shit, because that's an easy win. Bro, you don't have your picks on the start, but you're running ads. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Bro, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I would literally see this so many times, and I would yeah. hit people with that. And they're like, oh, and because they're spending money already, I was like, listen, whatever you spend, I'll, I'll spend the same thing and get you better results. Mm. How and are you getting meetings with them? Like, would you email them? I would like, email them. Oh. I would see the ad. I would click it. I would, like, check, like, what they were doing, right? And mm. I would just email them. Yeah. Email them, call them. I would, I would just blow them up. Blow them mm. up. Because, like... You have to bug people, bro. With sales, mm-hmm. even with car sales, if like if someone didn't buy a car, I have your email, your phone number. I'm gonna call you every. Yeah. I'm gonna call you every day for the next week. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna like. Yeah. Hey. I'm, everything. <laughs> everything. Cause like here, and this is something I learned in sales. Mm-hmm. People are gonna buy something if they're there looking for a car. They're gonna buy it, but the question isn't like if they're gonna buy it. Are they gonna buy it from you or someone else? Yeah. So you gotta be the the one to get them. Right. So I saw that same thing with, with clients, like all these social media clients. It's like there's me, Corey, six other dudes that are like trying to reach out to them. I'm going to be the one that gets you, you know, I'm going to be the one like and that's my approach in life. Right. And I think it, it works with everything. Clients, uh, deals, fucking women, like everything. Literally, <laughs> you do anything. If you if you take the, the mindset of like all these people are, are trying to get you, but I'm going to be the one to, to land you, to close you, to sell you. That's how you, you get the clients. You got to be relentless with that shit. Yeah. That's what's up. That's dope. That's dope. So, shit, like, what do you what do you think was, like, some of the key things to help you scale your agency from six figures to seven figures? So, what I started doing was I started taking a rev share. You want to get a piece of the pie. Because, yeah. like, it's dope, right, to get a thousand bucks a month. Mm. But, like, it doesn't incentivize you to, right. to get results to do better. Right. So, like, let's say, let's say you make... You have 10 clients giving you a thousand bucks a month, but you're making them a hundred grand a month. Like that's dope. And you're like, cool, I'm making 10 grand a month. Yeah, but you're not doing anything. Right. So you tell them like, yo, I, I have to start taking a percentage. You're making way too much money. And then like you, the way you sell it, it's kind of like, if you win, I win. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, yeah, if you win, I win. So I, I'm going to want to make you 200 grand a month if I'm getting 20% of it. Cause then I'll make 20 grand a month. Exactly. And that's how you, you really start like making the big bucks. Because if I'm making 30 grand a month just retainers, and then I'm getting 20% of everything else like we actually get. So you just figuring out different ways to scale the clients that you already have. Yeah, like make more money, gotcha. right? Because like you could charge them more money, which is great, but eventually they're going to be like, why are you yeah, charging me more? more? Right. Whereas like a percentage, it's like, oh, so I don't pay you unless I make money? And you're like, yeah. It's easy for them to like, to like see that. Yeah. Right. So like, <clears throat> now like, are, are, are you charging a monthly retainer plus percentage or are you going like one time fee and then you working off of? So in the beginning, it was monthly retainer plus percentage. Mm -hmm. And then, so now I don't even have the agency. I have clients that I worked with that are like grandfathered in, but I'm focused on building brands now. Because that's how you get like these big exits, these big, my my mind is on $100 million now. Yeah. Oh, wait. So 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 what you talking about, like building up like a Shopify brand and selling or some shit like that? Yeah, just brands in general. So like, I guess my story was, it went from having an agency and scaling these clients and I was doing different, different deals. It was like, we'll do a 10K setup fee. 90 day contract, uh, and then after that's just like freaking 20% uh, rev share, right? Like that was like a, a deal that we, we were structuring like late, late into the agency. So like completely switching over to- Yeah, after yeah, the after the 90 days. Right. Well, after, it's, it starts with the 90 days, but it's a 90 day contract where they have to right. give us 90 days to get results. Yeah, but you're collecting that 10K up front, so that's straight. Yeah, so we collect the 10K up front, and right. then we start like working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, even that, I was like, fuck, like, it's, this, is a, this is a grind, bro, to get clients, to do this. Like, it's not something I could automate. And then I thought about it. I was like, 
if I wanted to sell my agency, how much am I really going to get for it? Right. You know, how much am I going to get from my marketing agency? That's named after me. Mm. It's hard to sell that. So I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to start building my own brands. Because I already knew how to do it. I had some bread. I had some money saved up. I could afford to, like, do it. I was like, let me start my own brands. And that's kind of, like, what I do now. So now I start my own brands. I own my own brands. And... We got we got the sites set on like a hundred million, bro. We're gonna try and build one of these up, sell it, fucking. I mean, so like when you say brands, like I mean, like tell me, like what kind of brands? Like I mean, so, like you don't, you mean like I mean you don't have to obviously like say like exactly no no I'll, I'll, what, I'll say you know I'll say it I'll say it. So it's it's so big. Like I hate the space because I was like you're a scammer, and it's like dog. My brands are in my bio. People so, call people call you a scammer all the fucking time because they see it and they're like they're like. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, how are you going to make money? Or how, there's no way you're making money. You're young. And people judge the book by its cover, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you start going hard on social media and, like, posting a lot, people are going to call you a scammer. You know why? You're a black guy. You got, like, you got a little <laughs> twist. Like, oh, he's you a scammer. <laughs> there's no way you're rich. You're a scammer because you're black. You got twist, like, twist of hair. That's facts. I'm, I'm fucking, I have tattoos all over my body. I got long hair. People see me, they're like, you're a scammer. Scammer. <laughs> scammer. There's, the only, there's no other way. There's no way you're a businessman. Right. And it's like, yeah. I I put my brands in my bio. So I have Unlimited, my supplement company. Um, they're so right, which we've been building for a long time. So it's that's a massage tool company. It's done like freaking $20, 30000000 million in revenue. So it's like, and all of these... All of so these, wait, this brand that you, the one that you just mentioned has already done $20, 30000000 million in revenue? Yeah. You're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Is there so anything like, you would uh, suggest to people? Like, that comes regardless. Like, oh, look at him. You know, it's not real. I'm judging by the cover, right? Like, is there something that people can do to nah. break through that? Or you nah. Because look at, look, at, look at Gary V. Gary V, bro, he owns, like, a, a well-known marketing agency. His, he, it's like, they've done, I mean, they've probably done billions of dollars in revenue, right? Like, for the clients. They, have, they, they fucking work with, they do Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Gary V's agency literally does Super Bowl commercials. People still call him a scammer. Ain't no way around it, bro. If you're trying yeah. to like, people, people, have you heard of like the crabs in a bucket mentality? Fuck yeah, I've heard of the crabs bro, in a bucket. Man. Crabs in a bucket mentality. People think that like, that it's people will never believe that you can get out, right? And they'll always try and bring you down. Like crabs mm-hmm. in a bucket. I guess where it comes from for everyone that's gonna be listening to this. Crabs, if they helped each other out, they can make it out of a bucket. If you have a bucket of crabs, crabs can crawl out of the bucket if they just helped each other out. The reason crabs never get out is because as soon as a crab ma- makes it to the top, it gets pulled down by all the other crabs. And because of that, they all stay inside the bucket, right? Let's say the bucket is the system. So if someone's trying to make it out of the system, people are trying to pull them back down. They don't want to see you win. Right. They don't want to see you win without them at least. Mm-hmm. Right? People want you to win until they see you winning. Mm-hmm. Or people want you to do good until they see you doing better than them. Yeah, man. So when people see someone being successful at a young age... They're gonna hate on you no matter what, bro. Yeah. No matter what. What What would you suggest for people? Because you you said something. I love this. Like, we we got him fired up. Like he was yeah, quiet yeah. in the beginning, and now he's jumping in. <laughs> no, talk, bro. Go for it. I love it. Like that transition to focusing on scaling brands. Like people who maybe run an agency and they sort of see the same thing. Like how am I gonna exit this? Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. What from your opinion, your perspective, what should that transition look like for somebody who? Runs an agency now. They want to focus on brands more, right? They still run the agency, but they want to scale brands. Have resources so you can be comfortable. Yeah. 
right? Like stack some bread so you can be comfortable. Because what's going to happen, soon as you start like neglecting your agency to start focusing on a brand, because ultimately, as an entrepreneur, you're the creator. Mm -hmm. So wherever your energy is going to go, that's what's going to grow. That's what's going to flourish. Yeah, so wherever you, you put your energy, that's what's going to grow. If you start neglecting your agency, start focusing on a brand, you might lose some clients. Right. You might lose some money, right? But if, and, and if, you, if you don't have your finances right, if you have no bread stacked up, you're going to start panicking. You're like, oh, fuck. Now, now you're like neglecting the, the brand to go back to the agency. Then you're like going back to the, the brand because agency is good. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like juggling two girlfriends, bro. Like none of them are going to be happy. <laughs> you know, I so mean, unless, it's, unless you give so them both should, the proper time. <laughs> <laughs> so what should that like that'll come up? You start neglecting the agency to focus on brand, but like, what is there a way from your perspective going through the process where you can so like dial in both? Or when when I have so if you have systems in place, you can definitely yeah. dial in both. But I can tell you now, the agency barely makes any money. Mm. The agency right now for me is not a money maker. I'll probably make a couple grand every month. Five to ten grand a month on the agency, just because it's clients that are grandfathered in. Yeah. We're kind of just working with them. We're doing we're doing our thing, but we're not really like, hey, let's take your business to the next level. Right. I mean, like these are people that you just had relationships with, you've been working with for a long time, yeah. and they're not going to go anywhere. So yeah, we're just going to keep you guys working. Yeah, we just go keep this hot. Yeah, so. exactly. I feel that. I I almost contemplated like closing the agency, but I'm like, fuck, it's like five ten grand. I don't do nothing. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave it. Uh, and and for for this supplement company that I just launched last year, we're probably worth I want to say the company's probably worth close to a million dollars already. Well, I mean, shit is that the is that the company that you said you were gonna try to like? I remember following you last year, and then you had launched a new brand talking about I'm about to make a million dollars in ninety days. Yeah, like that. yeah, is that yeah. The, is it this is the same? That's one? the supplement company. That's lit. So I launched that ninety days. We failed. I think after ninety days, I got the company evaluated at like two hundred and fifty grand, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is lit. We didn't hit a million, whatever. Uh, that company, I still haven't taken money out of it. Mm. I'm reinvesting everything because I want like the only way those companies grow fast is if you keep oh, keep put, putting money into right. it, keep putting money into it, and I'm not gonna sell equity. So right. I'm just everything we're making, we're putting it back into infrastructure, into like building the business, into like having the materials so that we don't have to rely on anybody else. We have the entire operation. You know, that's the one I want to sell for a hundred million dollars. I think I could do it. I'm gonna pull that shit off before I'm thirty. How old are you right you now? Just said it. 26. So, 26. You got I'm putting that shit into the universe. And I'm going to look back on I'm I'm dropping a bunch of videos on this too. Do a little, <laughs> do a little press run. And then literally, as soon as it happens, I'm going to look back and be like, I told you, motherfuckers. Yeah, you should have a compilation so, of every time you said that shit. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. What, for someone, let, let's even just say hypothetically, they're, yeah. going, they're going through that transition, right? Like yeah. if you could paint checkpoints, you've obviously scaled your brand. Brands, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. What should be like where those main focuses are going? Like what you're putting time, energy, money into in the beginning, getting a brand to take off. As far as building a brand? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess the first thing is like the groundwork, right? Yeah. The groundwork would be the branding. What like what your brand stands for, what like the messaging is. What is it? Yeah. yeah what like all that stuff. Uh, and it's gonna be different for everyone. Like I like his branding. His the Detroit revenue, that's hard. Guarantee you could be one of the biggest entrepreneurs in Detroit. I mean, you because know, of that. you know, I got the name from like watching one of um, Ty Lopez's first videos with like naming your company. He's like, you want to like um, explain who you are in like one sentence. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm from Detroit and I generate revenue. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Leverage it, digital marketing. So Detroit revenue. Digital marketing. I'm from Detroit and I generate revenue. Fire. So, yeah. Fire. 
So I think the first thing you want to do whenever you're starting a brand is have that messaging down. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What do you stand for? Um, the second thing is like knowing who your audience is going to be, right? Like who, who, what are the type of people you're going to be selling to? Cause then like, do they al align with your brand? Mm -hmm. I've been seeing people and they, they like start a brand, right? Um, let's say my brand is, I don't know, uh, Polo, Ralph Lauren, right? I know who my audience is going to be. It's not going to be like the kids that like Bape or like the kids that right. like Supreme, mm -hmm. two different audiences. So I'm not going to market to those people. So like being, your branding has to be congruent with like your audience. So like knowing all that is the first thing. And then having a good product, like are these people going to like it? Yeah. So you got to, you got to test it. Are people selling it already? Like, does it exist? If it exists already, you know, you know, there's money there to be made. I think I see you doing like some low ticket, like informational offers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just the personal brand. Yeah. That's like for me. So like how, like tell me, I mean, you was talking a little bit about the beginning of, of uh, growing your your personal brand. How long have you been working on it? Personal brand wise? Yeah. So my personal brand started like, I don't even know when it started because technically I've had Instagram since like 2013, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't delete nothing. So it's all on there. But it started really growing because I was 23 years old. I made a million dollars when I was 23. It's like, what does every 23 year old do? And I'm going to ask you guys, if you were 23 years old, you just made a million dollars. What's the first thing you do? I'd have been going nuts. <laughs> I mean, like, bro, like, like, bro, I'd have been in the club. I'd have been, nigga. I'd have been. Like, I'd have been. I, bro, I, bro, I'd have been doing the same shit. So, like, yeah, literally. First I mean, thing I if do, I'm I can't even lie to you. First thing I do, I do everything in my power to just get laid as much as I can. I get a bunch <laughs> of girls. I like book them flights. I'm like, let's go here. I start booking these girls' flights. I, I upgrade it. I get like a nice car. I get a couple cribs. Like, I was like living. The first million dollars I made, I didn't invest none of it. I spent all of it. Uh, wait, was it million in like that year? Yeah. Uh, okay. I made a million dollars in the year and people don't believe me. So like I have the tax return that has the million dollars on it. Or it's like, it's off by like 20 grand. But like I, I had another. Million fucking a million. Yeah, yeah. It was like 975 or yeah, something. Yeah, but you probably had like a couple other things floating. Yeah, yeah. I made, I made 20 yeah. grand somewhere else. So yeah. like literally million dollars in in. 2018, I think this is 2018, 2019, 2019. Damn, so a year after, after a year after launching your agency, that's fucking lit. 2019, it was a million dollars, blew all of it. It's, it was all gone. I was like, fuck. I looked at, I was like, yo, and it's just on traveling girls. And but like one good thing that I got out of it, one, like, it built. I started building it because I think beginning of that year I had like 2,000 followers, 3,000 followers. End of that year I was like at 30, 30,000, 20 or 30,000. Ah, so it helped with like. Eyeball. Yeah, so like that's you that's how it started. Yeah, bro. I mean, you got like twenty eight thousand fucking followers throughout that year. So I mean, did you did you really blow it, bro? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because if you think about it, you kind of yeah. invested. I got to <laughs> yeah, I invested into the brand. You feel me? Yeah. Looking um, back at that year, like that million, what was you don't have to go too many deep, but yeah, evaluating what were you doing to generate? Like, where did that money come from? Was it just agency? Do you have like size? It was just agency rev share. Started yeah. getting into Amazon. So it was like agency rev share and like like Amazon, like I did Amazon, so I had a bunch of inventory and I was selling on Amazon. Oh, like your brand you were selling on Not my brand. Oh, not your, oh, like it was just client? like, yeah. No, not even for a client. It was just like one of those Amazon stores mm -hmm. that I had. Was ah, you okay. was you drop shipping or was it FBA? I was drop shipping at first and I was like, man, fuck this. This is a scam. Yeah, because the margins aren't it's shit. It's a big ass scam. So I was like, fuck this. And I did something else and I did FBA. But mm -hmm. it was like that first year, it was just all through agency rev shares. Mostly all of it, agency and rev shares. And 
this is before I sold. Like, I didn't have any really other sources. I mean, wait, hang on. Isn't agency and rev shares the same thing? Yeah, same thing. But it's like the agency recurring. You got gotcha. you. Retainers and then the rev, rev share. Rev from shares. The, okay, got you. So, like, I think that year, we the agency did, like, $400,000 in retainers and then $600,000 in rev shares. Oh, that's sick. That's yeah. crazy. What would, that's, what would you suggest to people to... Because there's obviously going to be a lot of different viewers. Yeah. What would you suggest for people to hold more money? Like, maybe it was something for you that was just... That helped with a mental switch. Like, the year, you made a million and didn't invest as you would now, right? What would be something you would suggest it's to that, people to yeah. have that discipline in place Save more money, invest more money. Well, it's it's hard. Like that's tough, right? Like I think it's the AI, it's the AI Allen Iverson thing. Like AI made a bunch of money, blew all of it. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson made a bunch of money, blew all of it. Yeah. When you come from a place where like you don't have it like that, as soon as you get it, you want to blow it. You want to blow through it. Doesn't matter how much it is, you're gonna blow through it. What I would suggest, I mean, first things first. Our boy Jordan, we we both know a guy Jordan. I don't know if you know Jordan. Yeah. I looked up. I look up to this guy. This guy is like literally. Tame guy, nice guy. He saves his money. He spends his money correctly. Had I done that, I would have been like way, like light years ahead of where I'm at right now. But because I was an idiot, right, I blew all my money. I don't blame myself because it's like, it's partly just how I was like raised. But I think advice for people to hold their money, just realize it's not worth it. It's easy to say though, right? Because like, you'd be like, motherfucker, it is worth it. Like, I seen your life. It looked fun. You just it's like uh, rich people will be like, oh, money isn't everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, but how do you know until you're rich? Right. right. You don't. So it's easy for me to be like, invest your money, be smart. Trust me, it's not worth it. But then people, as soon as they get the money, they're like, nah, bro. I want to see for myself. Nah, bro. Right. I feel you, bro. Right. Shit, man. Me, shit, me and my BM blew through an M in the last, the last fucking 14, 16 months, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shit, probably the reason we got at where we at. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, yeah, dog. I feel that. I mean, shit, we ain't never. Neither, I mean, shit, neither one of us has ever made money like that before. We, yeah. shit, we taking trips. You know, we haven't, we, we was having fun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, You know, I mean, Basically so. You just said. Yeah, you I mean. Don't come from it. I mean, so, yeah. You yeah. Get it, it's and the way I see it, too, is like, okay, let's say I lose all of it. I go back. Like, it's fine. I, at least I got everything yeah. out of it already. Yeah, I'll get it back, one. But two, like, I got to live life. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you never, people, people where I'm from have never gotten to live life. I follow I follow girls from like where I'm from back then. They're still in the same spot. Right. Yeah, they're not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell me about it, bro. About that, like I don't know if I'm taking over or no, I'm asking. Fought, bro. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like that was another thing I was gonna bring up. Like, what would you suggest to people to get out of that box? Because you don't really know it's more unless you see that it's more. What, what box like, are you talking about? Like the trap. Like you're growing up in a low income place. You don't really know it's more out there until you see it or you see somebody who's doing more or you well, see yeah. business on YouTube. What would you suggest for people to like get out of that mind? You gotta just you got you can't be scared. Fear is what holds a lot of people back, right? But like in reality, what what are you scared of? Like what what's your worst fear? Right? There's there's very few things to be scared of. One, your parents dying, your family dying, that's a fear. Loved ones losing loved ones, that's a real fear. Going broke, you're broke already. That shouldn't be a fear to you. I yeah. tell everyone that. Like, they're like, I'm scared to invest money. I'm like, why, bro? You're broke already. <laughs> what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? Exactly. Right. And like, when you have nothing to lose and you're willing to just swing for the fucking fences. But you, man, I mean, but shit, you, you, you got to get to that point mentally where you feel that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't give a fuck, bro. 
at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dog, like, whatever I had to do to learn, whatever I had to do to get there, bro. Like, it was one, for example, like, it, like, I did so much fucking free work in the beginning, dog. You know what I'm saying? It was just one. This is how I learned about lookalike audiences, right? It was this one car dealership that used to let me fuck around on Facebook ads for them now, like, mm-hmm. in Adrian, right? And I'm going to end up interviewing this guy because he was the first black dude I met who had a $10 million net worth. He used to, mm-hmm. you know, nigga used to be big time back in the day selling. You know, dealership? I mean, he owns a lot of shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Big Don Lofton, shout out to you, dog. But at any rate, man, I used to walk. And, and, and like, me, me and Chris, right, we was living in the same spot at the, at the time. Chris's car broke down. He used to drive me everywhere, right? His car broke down. And this nigga... Use that as an excuse not to get up and go to the places we need to go to. You feel me? He he stayed the fuck in the crib. Now, mind you, it's the wintertime. You feel me? In Michigan. This is Michigan. Okay. Right. I'm like, man, fuck that shit. Bro, I put my coat on. I bundle up with some hoodies. I rolled me up a blunt. And I walked five miles to that nigga shit every single day. That's dedication. Every single day. What are you talking about? For two months straight until I learned, until I figured out a way to get this man leads that he could turn into sales. And that was the foundation of me figuring out the first like Facebook strategy that scaled Ty from District 81 to his first quarter million dollars. Okay. First person I ever took off in Detroit. But fuck yeah, bro. Like, yeah, you so, can't give a fuck, bro. So that, <laughs> that right there, yeah. most people will quit. Oh, I know. Yeah. Most people will quit. Because here's the thing. Ultimately, it's just about how bad you want it. If you can get your spirit broken, you're never going to get it. Someone could break your spirit. If, if like circumstances could break your spirit, you're never going to be successful. Because like, that's why there's not that many people that are successful because people get their spirit broken before they even get there. They fail once and they quit. Mm-hmm. You know? You got to be relentless with this shit, bro. You got to want it because that I've never had to do anything like that. I respect you for that. That's fucking gangster shit. Man, man, peep this. So the, <clears throat> the year prior to that, like before... You know, I was I was playing my last year, right? Mm-hmm. And like this is my last straw of basketball. Yeah. Right. I ended up getting into a car crash. I fucked my car up. Mm-hmm. My apartment was five miles away from the school. Mm-hmm. All right. We had workouts every single day. I have been waiting two years to play my senior year. I've been training with pros for two years to play this last year. Yeah. Right? We had workouts at six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning every single day. Yeah. I rode my bike there every single day. And I was the first person in the gym training every single day during the summertime before every single workout the entire summer from May to August, mm-hmm. right? And then after that workout, I would bike another two miles down the street to the gym where we work out with the pros. Then I biked the whole seven miles back to where the fuck I came from Yeah. every single day on top of working two jobs, right? On top of working two jobs. I bike so much. That towards the end, like that, when the school year started, mm-hmm. I actually stripped the pedals from the bike. That's crazy. It fell off. So I, I got up earlier and I start fucking walking. That's different, bro. That's and I different. start fucking walking and I was still on time, still beating people there, bro. <laughs> That's like, different, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes you different. That, whatever that is, it separates you from everybody else, which is why you've been able to, to become successful. I ain't all the way successful. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I mean, bro, but if you, if you're still doing if you're still doing what like that, if you still have that like that mindset, yeah, right, that dog, you still have that dog in you where you're like, I need to get it. Yeah, it, it's you're gonna start lapping people. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I got a little bit lazy. 
You know, I, I'm like I'm like sitting comf- comfortable. I wake up, I see the ocean from my friend every day. <laughs> I go downstairs, I make a coffee. Yeah. I'm real slow. Back then, I was like, wake up, like I'm to a gym, this that. Like I'm, I was to it. Now I'm kind of like, I wake up, I like sit in my bed for a little bit, I drink some coffee. Like I'm real. Yeah, but like, you fucking like, earned that though, bro. True, 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 true. You got there, like bro. You ain't nobody put you there. Facts. Facts. Fuck, bro. You did. yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think I think also like that that me wanting it. I don't want it as bad as I used to because I have it now. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the hundred million to me is not as important as the one million. Because mm-hmm. that one million, I was like 50 cent, get rich or die trying. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to get this shit. I'm going to, like, if I don't get this shit, I'm going to be living under a bridge. Like I tweeted that back in 2013. I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Or I'm going to stay under a bridge. And I said that. And like, I wanted it bad. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like, yo, if I make a hundred million dollars, that's cool. But at the same time, like, I, I got a great life. Yeah. You know, I got nothing to complain about. I feel that, bro. So, but you only twenty six. True. I mean, shit. Like, I I think I seen this meme where Ty Lopez said some shit. Most people wasn't making their first million till they hit fifty. Yeah, facts. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, people people don't realize like time is more important than than anything else. You got to make it young, cause then how else are you gonna enjoy your money? You want to be fifty mm-hmm. in a Ferrari? Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, like nobody wants to do that. Don't even want it anymore. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't mind being in a Ferrari at fifty, but that's <laughs> but this it's cause like you know what I'm saying niggas been had it. You feel me? Yeah. It's just cause like you know it's whatever. Yeah. You know it's not as it's not as like fun though, cause like even me, I used to have like a BMW i8. Yeah. That's the BMW the doors. Yeah. Got rid of all my cars. I used to have like three cars. Got rid of all of them. I don't right. cause like I don't like that, that stuff doesn't like make me happy anymore. You know, mm. I'm living a very like. Cause I, and also I didn't get it for me. I didn't get it because I wanted it. I got it because I was like, I'm gonna get bitches in this car. Bitches gonna see the doors come up and then be like, oh, who that? That's a baller. Yeah. You know? But like now it's like I don't care. All right, fuck it. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't care. Say nothing, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like I don't care anymore. I'm kinda like, it is what it is. Yeah. And I don't drive like I had it and I didn't drive that much. I was paying like uh-huh. two grand a month for a car I didn't drive. So yeah. it was just it was pointless, bro. Yeah. How would you you're big on like the 100 M's now. That's the mindset. That's, yeah, that's the goal right now. I'm 100 M's. For somebody even thinking that way, like what is the path for 100 M's? Like just your perspective. Obviously, you're focusing on scaling brands. Yeah. The way? Like the so, I mean, there's different ways to 100 M's, obviously. There's, there's a lot of different paths to 100 M's. This is the way I see it, right? Like, or what would you suggest? When you're, when you're going for 100 M's, and I, I took a look at all this, this is like a master plan that I really yeah. thought about. I didn't just, I'm not just saying it. Motherfuckers will say a hundred M's. What's your plan? I don't got one. It's like, right. find a plan. When I look at a hundred M's, best ways to get there is through tech or like building a brand, right? Mm. I'm not, I'm not nerdy enough for tech, bro. I look into tech. I'm like, I'd be getting lost. It'd be in one ear out the, out the other. When they start talking about tech and like metaverse, NFT, futuristic shit, I'm kind of like, uh, call me old school, but you're losing me a little bit. I understand it. But I'm not like cutting edge. Like I'm not gonna design the fucking metaverse. Yeah, you know that's not my personality. I feel you. So the only thing left for me was like a brand, like a physical product. Mm. So I'm looking at physical products. What what physical products have the highest? When you when you uh, sell a company, it's like based off the EBITDA multiplier, which is the multiplier on whatever your company does in revenue. So let's say a company has uh, one multiplier. If your company does two million dollars, you could sell the company for two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at like these multipliers on different types of companies, physical product, uh, beauty, fashion. Like I'm looking at all these, the highest multiplier for like physical products, supplements. 
supplements for for like a couple of different reasons. One, supplements when your customers buy them, they have to buy it again the next month. Yes, because right? they take them, right? They right. take they take if you're selling like vitamin D pills or like vitamin pills, multivitamins. When they take when they take the vitamins, they have to get more the next month. So that means you have a customer that's gonna keep buying your exactly. shit. Exactly. So are you like do you you have a you have a subscription set up? Yeah. So they I mean they could buy it one time or they could buy it where it refills every single month. Another great reason that supplements is good, and like these are key important this is like real high level business stuff. Mm-hmm. This is key important for any business. Margins are high. Mm-hmm. Whereas like these headphones, right? It might cost ten dollars to make them, you might sell them for twenty five. Right. Solid, whatever. Okay. Supplements, you can get a bottle for like, if, if you have your, your manufacturing on lock, on point, you can get a bottle for five bucks, sell it for 60. Whew. It's fucking stupid. So now imagine that. You have subscriptions, stupid high margins. Your multiplier is like crazy high. So like when I looked at it, it was like five, four or five. So if I, if, if this company is worth a million dollars already, it's been a year. If I can get it, if I can get the company to do $20 million in revenue in a year, obviously not an easy task, but if I can do get a company to do $20 million in revenue, I'll sell that bitch for $100 million. Yeah. yeah that's smart. That's smart that's, as fuck. That's like, that's the master plan. I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I, like, once we get out of here, I'm going to ask you some questions because, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask you some questions because, yeah, I'm going to, you know, once yeah. we get off of this. I mean, we're going to play basketball after and yeah, like a little for sure. bit, so. Wish you could hope. Wish I could. You can't hope. <laughs> Man, I can get by. I'm not. Man, the way you I'm said it scared me a little bit. <laughs> I can get by. Yeah, he got some size though. Yeah. Look, he got some athleticism. Yeah, dunk shit. Okay. Yeah. Good boy got two left feet. Corey, Corey be, be carrying. <laughs> Corey be carrying us whenever we play. Man, this dude is nice. He's like, I, but now it makes sense. Like when he tells me his backstory, I'm like, well, that's why you're so fucking good. No, bro. Like you don't even understand. Like the guys that I played behind were fucking animals, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, like seriously. So I and, and that's the thing. I play against some like comp. Like I, I like I feel like I'm pretty good. My my trainer, like my business partner, also uh, dribble too much. Shout out dribble too much. Ooh, yeah. You know who that yeah, is? It's my guy. It's you my know, boy. It's he trains so, me. It's it's he so put me on game. He's fucking good. So when I play someone like that, I'm like, you're fucking yeah. good. Mm. You, and he trains NBA players. Right. Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, they're having fucking seasons. I will you know? give dribble too much some buckets, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I, like, you're nice. No, like, like, I mean, like, I, like, I'm not saying I'm going to lock him up because he got handles. I'm saying he's not going to stop me from scoring. That's, I will, we'll send him a message right now. I'm going to tell him. No, you can tell him that shit. No, if you're ever in LA, you can come to LA. We're gonna, we play in LA. But it's so funny, like... So I, whenever I play in LA, we were at the gym one time and like he was like, we were, we were having a session, he was training me. And right after like some some kid, he was like a high school All-American. I don't know, he was a good kid. And I gave him buckets, right? So I'm like, oh, I feel good. And that's why whenever I, I like play basketball, I always feel like it doesn't matter who's in front of me. I, I played against some good people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work you. Corey is a different level. He's nice, bro. He's nice. Like he's not just like, he's like actually good. But I ain't shit compared to like, listen, like person who taught me like just... The hardest working person I ever met, his name is Kyle Vinales. Yeah, okay. All right. He the one who taught me to train three times a day to be a pro. Yeah. Right? He is the only... He's part of the reason I stopped fucking playing basketball so <laughs> quiet as kept. Because, I mean, he's the only person I met who, like, made... Like, who has six figures stacked up from his career. Minimum. Crazy. You know what I'm okay. saying? Minimum. 
Cause like I mean like pro basketball players, if you ain't making it to the NBA, these niggas be fucking their money off, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, if you don't make it to the Euro League, bro, mm -hmm. like where they paying six figures, or you, you you make it up to to these good leagues, you really hoeing yourself. I don't give a fuck Thanks. who's watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, and so um, he actually led the NCAA in scoring back in 2012 over Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Crazy. He, he averaged more points than CJ McCollum. Okay. He's the best guard I personally know yeah. who's not in the NBA. His work ethic is ridiculous. and I've, I always felt like, I mean, like I said, three he times. Cooking you? He's the only person. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the only person. I just want to hear him say it. <laughs> he's, he's the only person who has consistently fried me in and out <laughs> for years. I couldn't do shit. Only other person who fried me was Johnny, my nigga Johnny. But like, I be fucking him up too. And I'll lock him <laughs> From possession to possession, but like Kyle, I just cannot fuck with. Yeah, at all. There's levels to that shit, bro. Like same thing. I, I be I be playing solid defense. Yeah. When I play against dribble too much, bro, he be dusting me. He had, there's a couple videos on his Instagram where he just like be spinning me around and I like, <laughs> yeah. video. And I've never seen it before too, cause like he's not crazy athletic. He's not like like Corey. You're at more athletic than him. Like he's not like he's just so fundamentally sound and he has a, such a good understanding of the game. He knows if my foot steps this way. He's, ta he's taking me, yeah. yeah. He's taking me. So it's like, it's it's crazy when I play against like someone at that level because I'm like, yo, there's there's levels to this shit. Yeah. There's so so many, but that's everything. Yeah, everything. But shit, I don't really know. I mean, I think we covered. Yeah, I mean, we went for like an hour and a half, bro. We yeah, went for I mean, a minute. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because like, look, my homie was shit. He ended up telling me the Airbnb dude. He was supposed to come in, but shit, he he told me he got a um. He had to catch a flight down to Atlanta. Yeah, like last minute, trying to close on some shit. So, we'll fi I mean, we'll figure it out, bro. We can do. This is fun. This is one of those where I, it doesn't feel like an interview. It feels mm -hmm. like we're just chopping it up. Yeah, I mean, bro, and that's and that's what I want. All my because I don't think we've like. had a conversation like this. We hoop, but it's always very just like shallow. Like, yo, so you like yeah, getting buckets? You know, it's never like we never have a conversation. I didn't get to know Corey as a person until today. So, man, I bro, like I knew you'd be cool because I mean, like. From your event, you was genuine as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, like, and then, bro, like, that event, bro, like, shout out to you for, like, throwing that shit. Because, Thank I you, mean, bro. like, bro, like, that inspired me to move to Miami. And just to, bro, give you an idea of all the people that was in this room. Like, Kenzo, this motherfucker's a baller, bro. Yeah. This dude named Zay. I had no idea who the fuck Zane. this guy was. Yeah, Zay. I mean, like, $100 million. You hear me? Yeah. You feel me? My boy. Yeah. These are my boys. You got Van speaking there. You know, he got an eight-figure agency. Sam Sam Jacobs invited me to that because I, I was originally one of his I was one of his um students in his mastermind. Word, okay. And that's 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 where me and Carlos end up locking in uh, right. uh, our partnership mm. at. Me and Jordan sat at the same table. At the time, this nigga may might have had fifteen, twenty thousand yeah, subscribers he wasn't, on yeah. YouTube. I remember he wasn't even going hard with it. He had just started, like, yeah, bro. Like I was, I'm doing YouTube ads for my brand. We're doing 200 grand. Just go check my shit out on YouTube, bro. Jordan he killing was it, no. Super humble with it, bro. Now yeah. at 300k, like these is, bro. Another another kid that was in that room, like he did shit for Solar. He ended up making 50 grand off a Facebook lead ad, and it cost five dollars to get. That my boy lead. Luke, yeah, yeah, that's one of my students. That's like my top student. See, yeah, all of these people are in one room. Yeah, you know? I mean, like there's a powerful room. In my opinion, everybody's under 30, 25, damn near. Killing it. Every, like, making millions. This is millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. When was that? This was uh, last year around this time. That, yeah, last year around this time. Through an event. After, 
Man, I walked out of there, and then everybody said that they had moved. Like you said, you had moved to Miami. Zane said he moved to Miami. Yeah. Dan said he moved to Miami, right? Yeah, Jordan, I'm sitting with Jordan. He said he just moved. So I'm like, bro, where the fuck are you guys moved to? He said yeah. Brickle. I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> that's funny. Let me move here. <laughs> Two months that. later, we're here. <laughs> no, that's it. 15 grand. That was it. My, I had a I had a girl working for me at a time, and she was real organized. Yeah, so she called the people. She was just telling me. I was like, listen, I don't want to think about it. I got shit shit to do. <laughs> Make it happen. Tell me how much it is. I will pay it, and we'll be good to go. I, I gave her the Amex. I was like, here, put put it on the Amex. Yeah, she she handled it. So that's lit. It was cool. But yeah, bro, this is this is dope. I enjoy this conversation. We should we should do. This. I'm down to pop. I live like right here, so I'm down to like pop out. All right, all right, we shit, bro. I'm gonna have more of these. Like, uh, like I said, I want to have my big homie uh, Rook on here, like, yeah. and, and have because because I know like he gonna ask some questions that a lot of the city for sure gonna want to know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because he got he gonna have a different perspective with shit. So, Olive, bro, I, I love I love talking about this. Yeah, love talking about this. Shit. This this is like what's what's fun. Like the entrepreneur stuff is cool, mm-hmm. but like being able to share stories, talk about like where you came from, because that's near and dear to everybody's heart. Yeah, you know. Your fucking thing is Detroit revenue, bro. You got Detroit on your shirt right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if my if my shit was cooler, if the city I'm from was like cooler, I would just have it on everything, everything. Like I, I could rep LA, but it's not LA like that, you know? Man, Detroit is a gritty place, dog. Like for you know, for someone like myself to make the amount of money that I've made and compared to you and all the other guys I mentioned, I'm fucking broke. But shit, like compared to the average nigga in Detroit, in Detroit I'm that's balling. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, even with you, like, dog, like, bro, like, you, you came out here because you got content. Yeah, I mean, he from the east side of Detroit, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Word. I mean, shit. So, I mean, shit, when he, you know, yeah. I met him out here, you know, I mean, shit. That's too I'm, comfortable. Yeah, I mean. You making, like, six figures, you're a boss coming from. That's, that's the goal for everybody. Bro, twenty grand a month, you balling in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. But, it's, but it's 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 easy to get content at that number there. Twenty grand a month, like, you balling like where where I like where I came from too. Yeah, it's a place called West Covina. It's like a suburb in L.A. So it's in L.A. County, mm-hmm. but it's like twenty minutes out of the city. But mm-hmm. man, fuck that shit. Cause I come down here, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Cause yeah, I mean, you're just around people that are like fucking. I love that. Yeah, you just around people that are like making so much money here, bro. Because yeah. I, I feel the same way. I see my friends, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> y'all are crazy. I mean, and it, it's the same mentality I took with basketball. I, I really sucked at basketball for real, like all the way up until college. I was always athletic as fuck. I could always yeah. dunk on people. I could always block shots. But it wasn't until I got around the top players in my area, that's when I started to grow. Like when I got around guys like Chris Fowler, who's arguably the best player ever at Central Michigan. When I got, a guys, got around guys like Calvin Yalas, I'm, I'm guarding guys like Jordan Crawford. He dunked yeah. on LeBron back in the day. Crazy. And like, you know, like he, you know, he one of the coldest guards out of Detroit, played in the NBA, averaged like 15 for a career. When I got around these type of guys and I'm seeing how they train, how they go about their day, how they eat. That's when I started to develop as a player. So I feel like it's the same shit like with this entrepreneurship. If you wanna if you wanna get to the top, bro, like you gotta be around motherfuckers that's doing it. Right. You gotta be around niggas who's actually who's putting up numbers. You Only way me? you get better is by by playing with people that are better than you. Yeah, man. Business, life, fucking basketball, everything, bro. Yeah, so it all comes full circle. But shit, I don't really got shit else to talk about. Yeah, this is fire. Yeah, so I appreciate you. Yeah, so I guess that's that. That was this is boy. yeah, this is good, bro. I like this. This is fine. Yeah. We gotta tell the dude though to but this was legit, bro.